2: I do not understand why it is so damn hard for this administration to tell Iran, since we know they are sponsoring terrorism, we know they're sponsoring Hamas, we know they met in Beirut to give the green light for this attack on innocent men, women, children, and babies. We know that Iran was involved. We know this. Our government knows it. They've declared it. They've said it. So why is it so hard for this administration to say to Iran, you're not getting the $6 billion? The White House falling all over themselves to say that Iran has not gotten any of the $6 billion they promised them in the prisoner swap, yet refusing to say to Iran, you're not going to get the money. John Kirby, who's the acting president of the United States of America, was asked about this at the White House Again, listen to how much he is falling all over himself to not just say what a normal, rational human being would say is, which is simple. Iran's not getting any of the money. We're pulling the money.
3: Uh, what is the status of the $6 billion that Iran was set to have access to?
0: It's still sitting uh, in the Cuttery Bank. All of it. Every, every dime of it.
3: Is there an agreement now to in essence,
0: withhold it from Iran, should they come asking for it? None of that money
2: has been spent, and I have no updates
0: uh, to provide today.
2: I have no updates to provide to you today. Now, the White House has had to have this conversation. It was the very first press question asked the president when he was leaving the room, refusing to answer questions, after he did his big press conference on Israel and what happened. The first question as he was walking out was, Are you going to still send the $6 billion to Iran? Knowing what Iran was doing and planning while they were negotiating for the $6 billion. To be clear, when Iran was negotiating the terrorist trade with Americans, right, the hostage trade, when they were doing that, and again, I, I, I say it, I'll say it again. To be clear, when this was happening, they were helping at the same time planned this attack so they knew they were going to kill innocent lives they knew that they were going to behead babies they knew that they were going to rape women in in front of their family members and then drag them out and then to Gaza to then rape and kill them but what we've also found out which is even worse than that we now know that of the hostages that have been taken Hamas is taking those the cell phones of the people they've taken hostage And they're using their cell phones to then record them being burned alive, record them being taken hostage, record them being murdered, and then they're sending that video from that cell phone to the family members in their contacts. Imagine being a mother or a father, a grandparent, a brother, and you get a text message from your loved one's cell phone. You don't know if they're alive or dead. And then you watch their murder in the most horrific way possible. That is Hamas. That is who Iran is supporting. Secretary Blinken, for example, was asked as well. He's the other de facto president of the United States of America about the $6 billion. Here's what he said.
4: Um, with regard to the uh, the six billion billion, first, uh, again, It's always worth repeating the facts because, unfortunately, the facts get lost along the way. Uh, The money that Iran accrued in bank accounts, in this case in in South Korea, uh, for the sale of its oil uh, was done pursuant to an arrangement established by the previous administration, the Trump administration. None of the funds that have now gone to Qatar have actually been spent or accessed in any way. Uh, By Iran, indeed, funds from that account are overseen by the Treasury Department, can only be dispensed for humanitarian goods, food, medicine, medical equipment, and never touch Iranian hands. Um, We have strict oversight of the funds, and we retain the right to freeze
2: them. Next. So why wouldn't you say we'll retain the funds? Why wouldn't you say we're freezing the funds? The money that Iran has crude in bank accounts, in this case in South Korea, for the sale of its oil was done pursuant to an agreement established by the previous administration. You're now going to act like this is somehow the fault of Donald Trump that they have the access to these funds? No. Donald Trump made sure they didn't have access to these funds. You, on the other hand, are the one that gave them access to these funds. You are the one that decided to do that. Congressman Waltz was on Fox News Channel earlier today, ripping the Biden administration over their fictitious fairy tale spend, quote unquote, on Iran, so they don't have to reverse course as he described it on Iran. And he's right. That's why they're falling all over themselves to say, well, we can't find a direct link between Iran and Hamas attacks. Well, Kirby is now saying that over and over and over again. But they've also admitted that Iran helped in the planning, that Iran was in Beirut on Tuesday to greenlight this plan, that Hamas doesn't exist financially without the money coming from Iran. Now they're saying there's no direct link between Iran and Hamas attacks. Well, if the money came from Iran for these attacks, then there's a direct link. If they were greenlighting it in Beirut on Tuesday before the attack, then there's a green light then there's a direct connection there. Hamas gets safe haven from Iran, money from Iran, everything from Iran. We know that. That is indisputable evidence of that. So yet then you're still saying, well, that's not true. Well, it's not exactly true. Well, it's sort of true. It's kind of true. But they are falling all over themselves. So they don't have to reverse course and say, hey, we screwed up with Iran policy. That's what this boils down to. Listen to, re- Listen to Representative Waltz on this. he has turned a blind eye to uh, Iranian destabilizing behavior now.
0: I think what you're trying to get at is this particular set of attacks. Um, What Jake said yesterday still holds. We obviously recognize that there's broad complicity here by the Iranians. I mean, because of the longstanding support to Hamas. Hamas wouldn't have been able to function at all had it not been for propping up by the Iranian regime. But we haven't seen any specific evidence uh, that tells us they were uh, witting Involved in the planning uh, or uh, involved in the resourcing and, uh, and the training that went into this very complex set of attacks over the weekend.
1: OK, there you have it. Complicity, but no direct link. Congressman Mike Waltz, Republican from Florida, joins me now. Congressman, do you believe Iran was behind the attacks? Stew- John Kirby is full of
3: it, and this is the worst kind of spin, and he knows it, and he knows better. You can't say uh, that Hamas would not be able to operate, wouldn't be funded, wouldn't be supplied, wouldn't have the training without Iran, but then say there was no Iranian involvement because, I don't know, we don't have uh, you know some kind of tape of the Ayatollah personally uh, leading the, the squads as they go to assassinate children. Uh, everybody knows. And what this really is is a cover, uh, is spin for the administration to not reverse course on Iran, go back to maximum pressure, cut off the oil money, cut off the international money, refreeze uh, the aid. But importantly, the other thing that we could be doing, and what I hope that Blinken should be talking about right now is shutting off the land routes of all of the missiles, the arms and the supplies uh, from Iran all the way to Lebanon, shutting off the air routes and using our Navy to shut off the sea routes through the Red Sea and through the Mediterranean. We can be helping Israel isolate Hamas and Hezbollah right now if we chose to but instead you've got this this big fictitious fairy tale spin going on and it is it's it's just beyond but, frustrating and they know it's wrong
2: but yep Congressman Walters spot on The Biden administration is telling you that Hamas doesn't exist without Iran's funding but then they want you to believe that there's a separation between the Hamas attack on Israel so that they don't have to reverse course on Iran How sick is the Biden administration? All right, let me tell you real quick about an amazing company called Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, they have been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the leftist agenda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number, keep your same phone that you have right now, keep your same phone, or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and save you real money. You got a small business? They can cover all that as well. All you need to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson, or call them, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code FERGUSON. Join me and make the switch today and protect our values and stand for them with every phone call. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson, or 972-PATRIOT. There's a problem that the Democrats now have because of what Hamas has just done, and it's multi-pronged, and I want to explain that to you. Number one, they're on record, and let me take you back to AOC. AOC, Congresswoman, cried on the House floor as Congress passed a $1 billion funding bill for Israel's Iron Dome. She was crying. Now, to be clear, the Iron Dome doesn't kill Hamas. It doesn't kill Hezbollah. It doesn't kill Palestinians. It is a defensive weapon system that stops rockets from killing innocent people in Israel. The Iron Dome is a defensive weapon system. When Hamas, Hezbollah... Palestinians decide to shoot rockets into Israel. They don't care who they kill. They just want to kill people. They don't even have targets. They just launch rockets and hope they kill people and hope they hit people. The Iron Dome and the rocket system will then lock in on those rockets, and they usually send them in a barrage of rockets so that some of them can get through the Iron Dome. And you hope that the system works well enough to take out every one of those rockets before it explodes into land, homes, buildings, innocent people dying in israel when that passed aoc was seen crying on the floor of the house that's now a problem representative Shalid to be whatever the hell her name is this is a woman that refuses to denounce hamas and hezbollah and clearly is an anti-semite you have members of the squad, remember, that said that referred to the 9-11 attackers as some people that did some things. That's now a bigger problem for the Democratic Party. You have Democrats that are falling all over themselves to try to protect these radical individuals within the Democratic Party at all costs by saying, well, I, I can't really condemn them, right? I can't I can't really condemn that they're coming from a, a different background, a different perspective. Who am I to basically judge them? That's what Democrats are now doing, falling all over themselves to try to protect their colleagues. I'll give you an example. Dan Goldman refuses to throw Rashid Talib under the bus saying this on Fox.
3: You know, Congressman, you say that very clearly. Uh, some of your colleagues could say that, uh, but choose, at least so far, not to. Um, our correspondent, Hillary Vaughn, uh, talked to or tried to uh, talk to Congressman Talib. Take a listen. Congressman, do you have a comment on Moss talking about the US? You have nothing to say about babies heads, burning children alive women in the street. Ellison, she has a Palestinian flag, she's Palestinian. Um, but what you just said seems like it's a pretty easy answer uh, about the difference between Palestinians and Hamas. And yet, uh, some members in your caucus are, are choosing not to say that. Well, look, uh, everyone comes to Congress with their own lived experiences and Rashida Tlaib is Palestinian American. So she has family in uh, the Palestinian territories and has a particular view, Uh, but she she is one person. She does not represent the Democratic Party. And what you are hearing from the leaders of the Democratic Party, no one more emphatic than President Biden yesterday, who gave one of the most stirring and pro-Israel speeches that any president has ever given, is that the Democratic Party stands firmly behind Israel. And yeah. That is ultimately where our party is, and I look forward to working with Congressman Pfluger, uh in order to provide additional aid and uh,
2: in order for Israel to secure itself. You notice they will not condemn their own that make these mistakes, standing with terrorists. That's problem number one for the Democrats. Let's deal now with a second problem that's having a bigger problem, and that is... Their ignorance and their willful abuse of, uh, of power by not securing our southern border. The leader of Hamas has now called for Friday the 13th for Muslims around the world to embrace a day of global jihad. That's Friday as in Friday, like not not weeks from now, not months from now, like now. OK, to be clear. If you live in a major city in the world, you're going to probably be on high alert all day. Especially if you live in a major city in America or Europe. There are many that are canceling school. Jewish schools in America all over the country now are canceling school for Friday. Why? Because they're not going to take the risk of some radical Islamic extremists in America coming and blowing up or trying to kill innocent Jewish people at that school. I've had countless people reach out to me saying, what are you doing for Friday? I I can tell you this much, I'm carrying a gun wherever I go. I'm not going to a crowded area because it only takes one madman with a gun to create a mass shooting. And it's incredibly frustrating for me because this all comes because of inaction and an open border. This is an open border policy that has allowed for countless people on the terrorist watch list. More people this year have been caught coming across the border on a terrorist watch list than the last five years combined. Let's make that clear. Number two, we know that Hamas wants to kill Americans. They've said they want to kill Americans. Anthony Blinken came out talking about how many Americans have been killed so far. And this doesn't count the hostages.
4: Tragically, the number of innocent lives claimed by Hamas' heinous attacks continues to rise. Among those, we now know that at least 25 American citizens were killed. We join families in Israel, in the United States, around the world, in mourning their immeasurable
2: loss. I don't know what else to say. I want to be clear. You have Americans that are targeted. You have an open southern border. We know how big of a problem the open border is. Democrats are even starting to admit it now because they realize, oh, wow, we may have really screwed this up. We may have really, really, really messed this up. This southern border... Maybe the Republicans were right that a southern border puts all of our lives at risk. All of our lives at risk. An open southern border allows for countless people to come in this country. And when you have Hamas calling for a day of jihad on Friday the 13th, there is a problem. Because we don't know who all has come into this country. We don't know who all has been in this country. We don't know where they are. And we don't know what attacks they could be planning. Do you want to know how bad it is, the southern border, right now? Even Barack Obama's former Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Jay Johnson, said this today. This is Obama's Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Jay Johnson, said this today about our southern border.
4: A lot of people entering our southern border right now, thousands and thousands. It's a hemispheric move north, bigger than anything we've ever seen. And the challenge for our Border Patrol, for our Customs, for DHS, for the FBI, is to try to keep up. Unfortunately, as you know, the system is broken. It's horribly backlogged, and there are a whole lot of people entering this country who we cannot identify.
2: Mm. There are a whole lot of people coming into this country that we cannot identify. Now, that is Jay Johnson, and on the screen with him is a picture of Gaza, On the screen at the bottom, it says Hamas attacks raise concerns for the U.S. homeland. He is saying what everybody else has been saying now for months and years on the conservative side and the national security side, which is we don't know who's coming to this country, but what we do know that is coming into this country are people on the terrorist watch list. We do know that. All right, I also want to let you hear part of what Senator Ted Cruz had to say about what's going on in Israel right now, also about the Americans that are being held hostage. Uh, Take a listen to what he had to say. The possibility of a terror attack around the world uh, on the 13th of Friday, this being declared by Hamas as a day for people to go out and unleash war Wherever they are in the world, if you are a follower of them, Senator, I want to start with this. There's a lot of parents I've talked to, even notes that are coming out now from schools to parents about this concern of this threat. Um, From from your perspective as a senator, what have you guys been told or briefed on? Or has there been anything really? Or Is this more just, hey, it's an international threat, a call to arms by a terrorist organization?
5: Well, uh As senators, we have not been briefed differently from anything that is public right now and in the news. So you and I are sitting here. It is 1120 p.m. on Thursday night, uh, and we're recording this right now. This this pod will come out early Friday morning. Uh, As of now, uh, nothing has happened in terms of a terrorist attack in the United States. All of us have read the news that Hamas has called for a global day of jihad uh, on Friday the 13th. I don't know what will come of that. I I hope and pray nothing will come of that. But one of the things we've talked about on, on the pod this week, on both Mondays and Wednesdays, is in my judgment, the risk of a serious terrorist attack in the United States is right now greater than it has been any time since September 11th. I think there's a confluence of a number of factors. One, obviously, the most significant war in Israel in 50 years, the most significant attack on Israel in 50 years. Number two, two and a half years of open borders on our southern border Seven point six million people coming in illegally, including a very significant number of people on the terror watch list uh, and an exposure that there could be a significant number of terrorists from countries in the Middle East who have come into this country in the past two and a half years. All of that combines. I know that law enforcement in cities across America is on high alert today. Uh, Police officers, police departments are, are taking the, these threats seriously uh, in, in New York. Obviously, New York has, has long been tragically a target for terrorism, and New York has a very significant Jewish population. Uh, the NYPD uh, is beefing up patrols, in particular at, at Jewish schools, because sadly, with a call to jihad, Uh, That could be a target uh, of violence or terrorism. My hope, my prayer is is that we don't see that today in America or or globally. But I do think the risks are significant. This is a dangerous world. And and so uh, I I think everyone should should be careful and be vigilant and, and, and be alert. There are scheduled protests across the country by pro-palestinian forces and and that that we have seen with black lives matter and antifa riots that protests can turn violence particularly when you have local politicians that that prevent the police from doing their jobs we saw that with the black lives riot black lives matter and antifa riots I, i Certainly hope and pray we don't see a repeat of that tomorrow. But but I do think this this is a time for everyone to be cautious, to be careful, uh, to be alert. And and certainly law enforcement uh, is on high alert right now.
2: You know, you have talked about this and it's something that keeps coming up with everybody that I've been talking to for the last several days, and that is. For years, not months, years, you've been warning Congress and the country when you are either on this show or on Fox or wherever you're doing TV or doing other interviews of the of the national security threat at the southern border. It's not just illegal immigrants coming across. It's, it's, it is a national security threat of, of who may be coming across. How frustrated are you right now that Democrats refuse to understand, I think, is... is, is the scariest part, and admit that an open border allows for terrorists to come in. This year, for example, we have gotten five years' worth in one year of people coming across the southern border who are on the terrorist watch list, and that's who we've caught. So this year, more people than the last five years combined. That is a shocking number, and that is an official government number. That means Joe Biden knows that number, and yet Democrats refuse to look at the border, even from a national security standpoint?
5: Well, I I, I have to say Joe Biden does not know that number. I, I do not think there is any chance, if you ask Joe Biden that number, that any part of his brain has any awareness of that number. Uh, and I have no indication that anyone's briefing him on it. I have no indication that anyone in the administration cares about it, that anyone thinks he cares about it. Uh, and, and I got to say, that number is not the one that worries me the most. Yes, we are seeing a massive spike in terms of the number of people apprehended who are on the terror watch list. And mind you, you get on the terror watch list because there is credible and meaningful evidence that, that you are a risk for terrorism. You don't get on that list uh, list lightly. What worries me much more is how many people on the terror watch list are among the gotaways. And, and you have to understand, there are two broad categories on our southern border, those who are apprehended And those who they see but they get away and and the difference that the people who are apprehended the vast majority of the people who are apprehended are voluntarily turning themselves in they're going and seeking Border Patrol agents and turning themselves in and which which raises the question the gotaways why are they bothering to run why are they actively evading Border Patrol and law enforcement And it raises the natural inference that the Godaways are much more likely to have seriously dangerous characteristics, whether it is that they're convicted felons, convicted murderers, convicted rapists, convicted child molesters, whether they're gang members, MS-13 or other gangs, or whether they are in fact terrorists coming to America with the intention of committing acts of terror. And given the very high numbers in the people we've apprehended the big concern is how many are there in the ones that got away
2: those got away numbers are, are something that have to be haunting to law enforcement border security as well you combine that with these new threats and, and i my, my biggest fear is we could have stopped these people from getting in and we deliberately chose not to because the democratic party said i would rather put politics ahead of national security Did they learn nothing from 9-11, and how frustrating is that from your perspective when you have to work with them on these things in Congress?
5: Well, it it certainly seems that this White House and this administration learned nothing uh, from 9-11 because they are setting up the conditions for yet another Uh, 9-11. And it's worth noting that this horrific terror attack, this act of war, carried out by Hamas and Israel. It's it's the worst attack on Israel in 50 years. It is Israel's 9-11. But it is also an American terror attack. Uh, just yesterday, John Kirby updated the number of Americans killed in Israel. The, the, the number from, from the White House is we now know that 27 Americans were killed in Israel, and at least 14 stand unaccounted for, which means... There's a very real possibility that they are hostages in Gaza right now. 27 Americans killed in a terror attack ranks high among the worst terror attacks directed at Americans in history. Now, obviously, the Israelis paid a, a orders of magnitude higher price, and it was directed principally at the more than 1,200 Israelis who were murdered. But 27 Americans being killed in a terror attack is very significant and i pray that that is not foreshadowing uh for for what could come next
2: make sure you share a podcast everywhere please on social media make sure everyone hears what's happening i will keep you updated on all of this that i can promise you and i will see you back here tomorrow pray for the people of israel please and for the families that have lost their loved ones and for these americans being held hostage and that are unaccounted for see you tomorrow